There has never been a better time than now to come join the Belicio Foods team. Belicio has a new contract in place with plenty of awesome perks for their employees. From increased wages, access to the free health clinic, vacation after six months, and much more, Belicio Foods is committed to putting their employees first. For more information or to apply, visit BeliciosFoods.com slash careers. Take advantage of these great new employee benefits and join the Belicio team today. Visit BeliciosFoods.com slash careers to learn more. Comedy returns to Park's Edge Events Center just in time for Valentine's Day. Grab a loved one, your friends, and your family, and enjoy a night of food, drinks, and laughs with Karen Jaffe and Andy Frampton. Tickets are on sale now at enjoyparksedge.com. Get your tickets for the best Valentine's Day since your crush left that note in your locker your freshman year. It's Valentine's Day Comedy, Saturday, February 12th. Tickets on sale now at enjoyparksedge.com. Well, good morning, everyone, and welcome to another edition of The Morning Show right here on Main Street TV. Of course, Jennifer here to start off our morning with. It's Thursday, which means our good friend Pete Wilson is here with the morning news update, and we're going to talk about that and also the weather and that and the weather. Okay. Well, yeah. that's, that's kind of the topic of conversation now. It is. By the way, uh, one of the big box stores in town, I won't say which, because we don't want to promote one over the other. Yes. All out of bananas and milk as of 7 p.m. last night. <laughs> bananas and milk. Now, maybe other Are things we, too. But so banana- we're, not doing, we're not doing milk sandwiches. We're doing banana sandwiches. I, I guess. Or banana I, milk. I guess. Or, or maybe they've restocked since then. Who knows? Maybe. Right. The run is on. <laughs> Good grief. Everyone panic. Did you all see that thing that the Cincinnati um, like chamber or whatever posted yesterday? online everyone was sharing it was really funny it was basically like everyone panic everyone go out you know for every inch of snow you should buy a loaf of bread like it was just really like obnoxious because it's kind of how people are right now yeah that's so. that's that's just about it yeah that's just about it but anyway hey and by the way the morning news update brought to you by nia henry agent for appalachia realty got to mention that and uh if you have anything real estate uh, wise that you need uh, questions answered, whatever, call Nia 740-418-4135. She'll actually answer the phone, not some call center somewhere. So there you go. All right. Okay. Well, we will go over some of the things that are happening or Or should should we say not happening (laughs) or happening earlier Yes. uh, because of uh, the uh, expected uh, ice, freezing rain, ice, and then maybe snow after that coming later today and on into the night and into tomorrow perhaps. we need a word for snow sleet and ice all combined right well we might slice we, we might we might we might get the whole cornucopia slice i'm trying to okay well snow. start something stick it on uh, stick it on social media and let's see if, if someone Slows. runs with it mm-hmm what can we combine all those words to be? I don't know. We'll we need have, to think about that. We, we will think on that. and then come It's going to do all that today, A new though. Scrabble word for there us you to, go. to work with. All right. But let's do talk about what we know as far as uh, uh, what is not happening today or okay. uh, the early dismissals and the closures and all like that. Because a lot has happened just since, you know, the beginning of the morning, which for me was about 630. Okay. All right. Vinton County schools are closed. 
Uh, also, CLA are closed. Those are the only two that are closed. Okay. We do have about everybody else on some kind of early dismissal. Uh, some of those, one decision was made last night, the Oak Hill Union Local Schools. Uh, that announcement actually came out yesterday evening that they would be closing two hours early today. Now, keep in mind, when we tell you the two-hour early dismissal, depending on the district, and I assume it's the same for all of them, the early dismissal per building could be a different time Correct. because of when the buses arrive per and when building. the school day starts and ends. But yes. they're saying blanket two-hour early dismissal okay. for the following schools, the Oak Hill Union local schools, the Wellston City schools, the Jackson City schools, all will be dismissing two hours early okay. today. Also, Wellston has announced there will be no after-school program today. They call that RAP. That's the acronym WRAP. That will not be happening today. The Wellston City Building, uh, Mayor Hudson has let us know it is closing at noon today. Okay. Also, there was to be a city council meeting tonight at 7 o'clock at the city building. They have uh, postponed that, and they're going to have that instead next Thursday, February sure. 10th, also starting at 7 p.m. The Jackson City Library, Roger Donaldson, just let us know minutes ago that the library would be closing at noon today. Okay. Uh, down at down on Broadway Street in Jackson. The Sylvester Memorial Wellston Public Library actually made uh, this decision yesterday and we'll tell you about it now. They were going to have a uh, they were going to have a Valentine card program um, this evening and they have postponed that to Friday, February 11th. Okay. Uh, not Tonight, not not a week ago, not a week in the forward, but eight days from tonight to Friday, February 11th. It will be at from 6 p.m. to 7.30 p.m. That is a big thing at the library where they invite kids to come in Thank and you. make Valentine cards. Such a and good. Then, and then they pass them out to the nursing homes. And the fact that, you know, you make them yourself, that means a little bit more. All right, but still going to do it, but it's uh, postponed uh, from tonight to Friday, February 11th. The family movie night at Wellston uh, Library is still on, but they let everybody know ahead of time, hey, monitor our Facebook, listen for announcements uh, in the media, here on TV, on the radio, in the paper. That may be canceled or postponed as well. Right now, it's still on while we wait to see what we get. Sure. All right. Uh, the TLC Ministries, which uh, is there on State Route 93 between Glenroy and Wellston, Today was the day that some people were supposed to pick up their uh, food boxes, the seniors, the senior citizens. Yet you were allowed to come yesterday if you were supposed to come today. They didn't want you to come today because they were worried uh, about the weather. Uh, they will allow you uh, to come next week to pick up the, those food boxes as well. Uh, they do not want you to come today uh, because of the adverse weather that is expected because most people are traveling there to be yes. able to pick up those food boxes. The Oak Hill Food Pantry, a similar announcement there. Today is a day where people pick up their food boxes because it's not open every day. You can still come today. That's up to you. But they also will hold them for you, and you can come either on February the 7th, that's next Monday, or the following Monday, February the 14th. Okay. They will hold them for you. You don't have to, you know force a trip out if do it's dangerous. Do you have to call and ask them to hold it? or I do not think so. Okay. I, I'm not sure that each one has a name on it or whatever. Not sure how they do it. But if you normally pick up a food box on, on Thursday, 
which is today the 3rd. You can do it also on the 7th or the 14th. It will be there for you. All right, my brother's place in Wellston. Uh, sometimes they do food distributions, but they always have a thrift shop kind of clothing thing, uh, low price clothing there. Uh, it will be closed tomorrow. It is open today. As of right now, they anticipate maybe problems tomorrow. So it will be closed yes. on Friday, February 4th. That's on Railroad Avenue in Wellston. The Hamden Firefighters Association, that's a great group uh, that supports the fire department, and their main fundraiser is bingo. Scheduled for tonight, it will not be held. They made that decision to call that off. Uh, they will have the next bingo session will be Monday, February 7th. So I think they must do that twice a week, but tonight's, tonight's bingo session is off. The Jackson Downtown Association Chocolate Walk, we told you before, yes. we'll remind you again, it was to have been tonight. Somebody made a wise decision earlier in the they week. They did. They did it early, too. Good for them. Right, because people are addicted to chocolate, and they may come out. Hey, listen. <laughs> like I said, I like chocolate. All right, so. $7 to fill your bag. Oh, you but know. not in the ice. Right. I don't like chocolate. No, but do not worry. They're going to have it. It's going to be the following Thursday now, which is February the 10th. And that will be from 4 to 7 p.m. Yes. And so, you know, you can still get those advanced tickets to be able to do the chocolate walk. But remember, you just don't show up and do it. You need to have tickets in advance. I don't know whether they'll sell them that day. Probably they will. But they're $7, and you get them at Apple City Computers. They're on Main Street uh, next to the former Total Media Building. And you can also call uh, Julie Denny at Andrea's. I think she has something to do with uh, coordinating does. everything. Yes. 740-910-2152, and we'll remind you about all that next week as well. All right, so that's where we stand, and probably just in the five minutes I've been sitting here rattling this stuff off, there's probably more things. So what we would like you to do is to monitor the Telegram's uh, website, monitor the Telegram's Facebook. Okay. Rodney Tomlin, a.k.a. Porterhouse, is on the air now. Porterhouse uh, is in the house. He is in the house until uh, 10 a.m. Uh, with the uh, Matt in the Morning Crew show, only it's not Matt in the Morning Crew. It's Porterhouse in the it's Morning Porter Crew. It's Porterhouse today. Right. Yet. So he is. did you know uh, way back when, when uh, they came up with that nickname for him, it was going to be either Porterhouse or Porkchop, and they decided on Porterhouse? I remember that. Y yes. you got a good memory. Yes. Right. Porkchop. Right. Yeah. Okay. All right, so let's go to the regular news now, shall we? All right, very good news came out of the Jackson County Commissioner's meeting uh, about the McNally-Pittsburgh building. Now, uh, old-timers and maybe even middle-timers know about the McNally-Pittsburgh building. It used to be a manufacturing uh, plant there uh, in Wilson, back there on, uh, back there on the east side, yeah. off, off the main drag. It's been empty for some time. The city of Wilson now owns that. Well, it was announced at the commissioner's meeting this week that uh, $700,000 of the $1 million that was given to Jackson County through remediation, and every, every 88 counties got remediation money from the High Department of Development to redevelop, to remediate um, industrial sites. Okay. And 700000 of them is going to be spent to remediate the McNally-Pittsburgh site. Wow. I don't know whether we're talking about outside, inside, or both, but uh, for that property to be marketable and to be ready to be redeveloped, remediation is necessary. It's similar to what happened with the Meridian property. Not sure what they have to clean up, but this is a very important thing to set the table so that building uh, and the grounds perhaps can be suitable for a, a new tenant 
that uh, would provide jobs. It's been a while since anybody's been in there. I remember they did telemarketing millennial for That's a while. That's right. I forgot for a while. about that. That, yeah. that. that may have been the very last thing. And so obviously uh, the commissioners were happy to announce this. Sam Brady was smiling wide. Okay. Uh, uh, the president and CEO of the Jackson County Economic Development Partnership, uh, Mayor Hudson from Wellston was there. And they're just all happy that this is the first step in possibly something happening at that site. That's exciting, for right. sure. Right. And it's, it's, it's a big deal to go through all this. If it's environmental remediation, it may well be, you know, you've got to get a specialist contractor in there to do it, to yes. make sure it's, that it's cleaned up right or whatever. There's that little thing called the EPA. Right. You they know, frown upon not doing things properly. You just you just <laughs> have to have, uh, you just have to have a... a not just a site. That's not going to guarantee anything. You have to have a ready site. That's right. Whether, you know, you already have a building or you don't have a building. All right. Uh, we touched on this just a little bit Monday, but I'll go back to it because it's such an important story for downtown Wellston. And that is uh, the new lease, lease on life for the old Luby Theater. Yes. That building, of course, goes back to 1937. Wow. It's been vacant for some time. And there it is there on Ohio Avenue. It's, uh, I tell you, it, 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 it has the same standing as the Marquet used to yes. in Jackson. You saw what happened with the Marquet. We've got a great cultural arts center in downtown Jackson now. Well, the Hammonds, Steve and Melissa Hammond, they're actually from MacArthur, but they have Welsh, strong Wellston connections. They bought that building several years ago with the idea of developing what they labeled a cultural arts center. That was their end game. That's sure. what they wanted to see happen. But... Um, the roof was in bad shape. As a matter of fact, they consider themselves to have no roof right now. Oh, so that's that, a that, cool picture. That's a, little, that's a little bit of a problem. Look at that picture there. Look at that. That's so I, I neat. Tell you, I tell you what that tells you. That tells you what a theater can do for a downtown section. Yep. They're all, uh, all those cars are parked there, and I bet you a lot of them are attending a movie right there. That is so And of cool. course, you know, the downtown Walston was more bustling, you know, 40 years ago than what it is now. But, you know, they're working on that. The city people are working on that, the oh, new yes. Main Street Association. And every now and then, you know, there's a new specialty shop that opens. Mm -hmm. It's an ongoing process. But when downtown Jackson got the Cambrian, you know, uh, revitalized, rebuilt, yes. and then they got the Marquet, it was a wonder. It was it was kind of a, it, it had kind of an effect on all the businesses around it and all the businesses that, that may want to come. And so the Louvie, the, the, short, the shorthand story is, that the Luvi was in line for possible demolition because there was problems with the building. The Hammonds uh, could not come up with the money or a plan to do something with it because it's such a tall order to do. Yeah. Uh, they had all but given up on it. Frankly, earlier in the year, they were going to make it available for sale. Nothing happened on it. The city of Wilson uh, has grant money or they have access to possible grant money on the county level to maybe tear it down. And when that was announced that the, this was a possibility, the Hammonds kind of reconsidered yeah, and said, let's try for this again, because there are a lot of grants that are out there now yeah. because of all the federal money that's flowed and through the state as well. And so what the city did, the city doesn't want to see it demolished. They just, they just don't want to see it sit there forever and ever without a roof on and deteriorating. And so they said, uh, come up with a plan, you know, in 30 days, uh, and we know it may take some time, but come up with a plan so we know that something may happen and we'll give you every chance to develop it. And the Hammonds have jumped on that opportunity. I know they met earlier in the week with the Ohio, uh, with the Ohio governors of Apple, the governor's department of Appalachia, 
uh, that John Kerry runs. And he Wonderful. is, of course, former Wilson mayor and yeah. Wilson resident to uh, come up with a plan, maybe some st guidance or even uh, s some avenues to funding or whatever. Don't know what happened there, but that was the, one of the first steps they did. They also have formed or are forming an LLC to get a 5013C status. Perfect. That will uh, be a uh, springboard, they hope, to get private sector donations because then those donations are tax deductible. Mm -hmm. uh, when you get public money, they want a they want to see a nonprofit status that sure. is uh, that is established. So all those things are happening right now, and it, it's kind of like setting the table for good things to happen. And now we hope that they do. Okay. So that's the story on what's happening with the Luby, and that was kind of our lead story in last. Uh, Saturday's uh, paper. That story is online too if you want to check it out uh, and uh, link to our Facebook as well. But we're going to be watching that very carefully. And frankly, it is not, it, it, in addition to getting a roof on, that's the first thing. They want to get a grant to replace the roof. $175,000 is the ballpark figure there. No, baby. If they deal. get a roof on there, they have already been told by a restoration contractor that the structure is structurally sound. The walls are solid. They, it was built well way back in the 30s. Uh, the floors are good. Uh, the basics are there. The problem it, is with a bad roof, mm -hmm. it won't be structurally sound for no, long. No, so it, it is very right. important and, and, to get and, this done quickly. And the Hammonds did some preliminary cleanup, and they cleaned out a lot of the rubble and all like that. So, you know, they did do a lot of work that was preliminary. So we'll see what happens there. Uh Turning to the city of Jackson. Hey, Pete, let me interrupt you real quick. We got another school update. St. Right. Peter and Paul will be dismissing at 1230 today. Okay. All right. St. Peter and Paul has joined the lineup of early dismissals. I think we've heard from every school now in Jackson County except for Hope Haven. And I did check on Hope Haven just before um, you know I came on the air here and had not seen anything. Buckeye Hills Career Center had seen nothing there, but obviously you know their attendance is affected by the local schools because, Correct, of, because yeah. of busing. So, you know, maybe something is in line there. We just haven't heard yeah. about it yet. All right. So once again, the latest is that uh, St. Peter and Paul dismissing early. 1230 is the time there. All right. Uh, in the city of Jackson, uh, in Wednesday's paper, uh, we featured a story on Mayor Randy Evans giving his State of the City address. Uh -huh. Uh, he called it the uh, annual report to council. And actually, and here he is uh, that giving that speech. He had his prompter up there to, so he could read it, did a nice job. That is service director David Swackhammer looking on there. Uh, we had part one in Wednesday's paper. We have part two in Saturday's paper. And basically, it was a, kind of a dichotomy. He looked back at what had happened so far, and he looked ahead to what he wants to do this year and beyond. So that's, it's a really good... Uh, thumbnail, long thumbnail sketch of where the city was, is, and where he wants it to go. So once again, this will be, this the part two will be in the Telegram uh, in Saturday's paper, provided that the printing presses don't ice up between <laughs> now and then. Everything we have to qualify, all right? That's right. Okay. But uh, kind of need power for all this stuff too. So hopefully. But, but anyway, the skinny, uh, the skinny on uh, the part two that's going to be in Saturday's paper uh, because of grants that have been available, because of income tax money that is now available to the city through the city income tax, they have a more paving plan this year than in the past. Uh, than in last year, last year was the first year of the paving program. It will go from about $650,000 worth of paving to maybe around a million. 
So that's a lot of paving. Maybe not as much as you would think for a million dollars, but you know, I think they did like eight streets or they sections did, and, of eight streets. And honestly, you know, the, they were able to do a little bit more than they had anticipated, and that never happens. No, so the, the, that the, was fantastic. I think the, the, the bids came in one hundred and fifty thousand dollars less than what they had anticipated. So they were able yeah. to add a couple. Worked out real that well. Was really They're good. also doing paving up in Fairmont Cemetery as well. But by the time that they go through the whole circuit, and Randy Evans is guessing 10 years, uh, you know, everything will be paved, and then he'll say it'll be time to start over again. Then we'll start again. Right, exactly. All right, okay, on the criminal justice front, uh, we have a couple of uh, stories to talk about. Uh, this was one uh, where the Jackson County Sheriff's Department was the main agency, but they did have su support from the Jackson Police Department, from uh, the State Highway Patrol, and from the Ross County Sheriff. Uh, Ross County Sheriff let the Jackson County Sheriff and local law enforcement know that um, that a young man had uh, had with him a young lady, a teenager, a juvenile who was a runaway, uh -oh. and they were looking for her. And he had her. He was uh, in his thirties. All right. I don't know whether it's a kidnapping oh. thing by law or not, but she shouldn't have been with him. Yes. Maybe she wanted to be with him. But anyway, they were looking for him. They came into Jackson County. There was a little bit of a pursuit, or at least where the sheriff's office was following them. They had them in their sights. This was last weekend. Um, the police department got involved as well. They were able to capture uh, the man and the young lady um, near the Jackson County Motorcycle Club, just outside town off Clubhouse Road. Uh, the gentleman's car actually rammed into the gate there he ran off afterwards. They were able to chase him. He was trying to hide in a small cave. They found him minutes later. Uh, the sheriff's office, the police were there too. And the young lady was still in the car. So she was returned back to Ross okay. County. And uh, the young man faces multiple charges in Ross County as a result of oh that. Also in the city of Wellston, this involved the sheriff's office as well as the municipal court probation officers. Um, we know that fentanyl is perhaps the most dangerous of the opiate drugs. It can be very, very deadly. It can be it's deadly to the touch. I'm, very I understand. Much, yes. Well, like anyway, a, like anyway, a pin drop of it. Anyway, the probation uh, department did a did one of their searches of probationers the sh uh, because they had information about possible drug trafficking. This was uh, in uh, Wellston on North Illinois Avenue at the residence of Freddie Matthews. He's 49 years old, and this occurred. A week ago, or this occurred last Friday, January the 28th, and there was suspected drug trafficking there, and they did a search, which is allowed with a probationer. You can do random searches. That's part of the terms That's right. of yep. probation. And you know what they found? Hypodermic needles, button baggies, digital scales, a 9 millimeter handgun, uh, cash, and moments later, uh, Matthews was served with a seizure notice for his 2005 Ford Mustang another nine millimeter handgun that was there and the cash that was discovered during the search. Uh oh. And they have uh, charged him with um, a fourth degree felony trafficking in drugs. And in this case, the drugs are suspected to be fentanyl. Now, you know, they'll do the, they'll do the chemical tests and everything to confirm that that's what the substance was. Uh, but uh, they accuse him of making multiple fentanyl sales uh, wherever. But anyway, the, that gentleman lives in Wellston and he is now arrested and faces those charges. 
All right. Uh, speaking wow. on the good side from the sheriff's office, we wanted to tell you about this last week, but the news was so busy I didn't get to it. But it's uh, uh, a thing the sheriff does every year uh, for his employees. And there's no county money involved, no sheriff's office budget involved, but he basically throws a buffet dinner for them out at Rowdy's. Yeah. On one of the evenings, Rowdy's isn't open anyway, because Rowdy's is open three days a week. Anyway, uh, they have the buffet there, and then he uses it. Uh, he allows the employees to bring immediate family members, and after the buffet dinner, he gives out awards. Uh, a lot of awards. Some of them are, are rather routine, you know, attendance awards, uh, good conduct awards, those sort of things. But there are some very special awards too. Uh, in this case, there was a uh, there was a uh, Deputy of the Year award, Dispatcher of the Year award, and Corrections of the Year award. And these are the main honorees here in this photo. Um, that's Ted Frazier on the left, uh, the Jackson County Sheriff. And pictured with him are the Dispatcher of the Year, uh, Elaine Cox, the Corrections Officer of the Year, Captain Tabitha Sprague, and the Deputy of the Year, Nick Spangler. All right, that picture that we have up now is actually the life... I was going to say, that's, that's not Elaine. That's the Lifesaver people. Okay. And they are... Uh, Jason Wilson, who is a deputy, and Joseph Osborne is a deputy, and Keith Copas is a deputy, and that is indeed there Ted Fraser okay. on the on the left. Here, there we go. <laughs> here, here, here are the other awards. Okay. They called it the Big Three Awards because it's the uh, Deputy of the Year, the Corrections Officer of the Year, and the um, dispatch and the uh, and the Dispatcher of the Year. And once again, they are. Uh, let's see. We've got Elaine Cox, the Dispatcher of the Year, Tabitha Sprague, the Corrections Officer of the Year. That's Tabitha on the left. That's Elaine in the center. And then on the right is the Deputy of the Year, Nick Spangler. I'm not sure how they pick it. Uh, there may be some peer review involved in there, but I, I know the higher-ups at the Sheriff's Office, and certainly Sheriff Frazier, has a say in who gets those top awards. So congratulations to all of them. And this is something that the Sheriff and his wife, who also happens to be the county coroner, and yes. a medical doctor, Dr. Alice Frazier, does for those employees. So very, very nice thing that they do. That's awesome. All right. Uh, of course, in January is a month of transition. Uh, new people go into office after they've been elected in the recent general election. And this was the case in Oak Hill earlier uh, in January. Uh, and uh, Oak Hill Mayor Paul McNeil administered the oath of office to the new Councilman, who is Brian Trotter, and also the um, also the reelected council members. The new elected council member is Brian Trotter, and the reelected council members are Jennifer Hughes, Terry McCain, Jody, and Jody Falk. So we congratulate all of them, and here they are in a picture uh, wearing the flannel shirt with his back to us. Is Paul McNeil? Then you have a Jennifer Hughes, Terry McCain, Jody Falk, and on the far right, that is the new face on Oak Hill Village Council. Brian Trotter. Uh, Oak Hill Village Council meets twice monthly, 6 p.m., the second and fourth Tuesday of each month. So good luck to them uh, for the year. All right, you know, we've talked a lot about the Lady Vikings, and we should. You know, they went to the state tournament last year. Just they're, that. They're having another <laughs> great year this That's year. That's so good. Right, and uh, I believe that tonight they were supposed to try to clinch an outright TVC Ohio championship. I'm guessing that that game may not be played. We haven't heard that for sure. But if they would defeat Alexander tonight, the Lady Vikings coach Brent Jones and his girls, 
they will win the TVC Ohio title outright. I think Aww. even if they lose, they win a share of the title. But for four years, this group of seniors has made the Vinton County Lady Vikings a very special basketball team. Uh, they, were, they were part of the reason that the team went to the state tournament this year or last year. And they are, a, of course, a very big reason why the team is about to win a conference championship this year and also hope to have a nice tournament run as well. But from left to right, these ladies are uh, Lacey Williams, Riley Oosley, Sydney Smith, Tegan Bartow, and Cameron Zinn. And uh, the occasion here, you see they have a bouquet of flowers. Uh, they had a senior night this last Monday evening. They had a game that night. They easily defeated Athens. And afterwards, they had a big party there in the cafetorium. Sure. And, uh, you know, you always uh, celebrate senior night no matter what. But when you're celebrating senior night for the Lady Vikings and those girls have played four years, made all kinds of accomplishments and records, it's a special thing. Well, Red Thompson was there as, as well, took pictures, maybe had a cupcake, I'm not sure, or two. I would say if Red was there, a cupcake was had. Right, right. Okay. Yes. Well, all right. Anyway, we're going to have a nice spread in our Saturday paper about that senior night and about the girls with plenty of pictures. So, you Good. know, we can look, all the Lady Viking well fans deserved. and beyond can look for that. Uh, speaking of sports, uh, Oak Hill has a new football coach. Uh, we uh, announced that a couple of weeks ago when yes. the uh, coach was hired. Well, the coach was in uh, at, at the school last week for a meet, kind of like a meet the coach event type thing. Uh, football players could come. Their parents could come. Other school people could come. And the new Oak Hill coach's name is Chad Vanderhoof. And he was there uh, to meet everybody said how happy he was to have the job, very impressed with the beautiful Davis Stadium and the facilities there. And uh, he explained uh, that, uh, that he learned a lot when he coached in the military, and his most recent head coaching job was at Wolf County, Kentucky, and that is way on the other side of Kentucky. It's not really very close, but it was basically a startup program. And when you start with a small school in a startup program, I mean – you're learning as well as teaching. And yes. it was a great experience for him. And he will use that experience, I'm sure, to help uh, try to rebuild, uh, you know, the Oak Hill program. Uh, but uh, he said that the football program where he was at was in a basketball-rich school. They didn't have very many kids, but, you know, they made it happen. Uh, and uh, he said that uh, his goal at Oak Hill will be, you know, of course, he'll have to, you know, learn the players and all like that. But he would like to have kind of like a passing type team, you know, a, a high sure. school the last 10 years, you know, they pass almost as much, some of them as some of the college yeah, and pro teams. Absolutely. And so he would like to, sh to shoot through this. And he believes very much in a program approach where he is, has hands-on attention with the lower levels and even the elementary school kids. Good. So that the future Oaks will be ready to be That's uh, right. Oaks when they become uh, freshmen through seniors. All right. So, what else do we want to talk about here? All right, COVID nineteen. I'm now, sorry. Pete, <laughs> I, I was gonna say you asked the question. I, evidently, that was rhetorical. Uh, it was rhetorical <laughs> because I ha I have a I have a duty, a professional and ethical duty to spew this news. He said good COVID or bad. and duty in the same sentence. Yeah. That's very fitting. Right. Okay. Well, anyway, in the latest report from Benton County, and yes. I haven't seen a new updated report from Jackson County, so I know you people, that begs the question, what's going on there? But in Benton County, 
there were two more COVID-related deaths in the last reporting period. This was last week, I believe. This these figures came out this Tuesday, but two 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 new COVID-related deaths. Uh, however, the latest report shows 145 active cases and nine related hospitalizations. These numbers are better than last week, so we hope, hey, that's hope we good. hope we maybe got a good trend going. The last week. Uh, there were 188 active cases, so 188 active cases in Benton County down to 144. Also, there were 13 virus-related hospitalizations. This last report, there were nine, so that sounds pretty good. Um, the Benton County Health Department also wants to let you know that they do have a vaccination clinic. There are still appointments available for this Saturday, February the 5th. Uh, also, they do regretfully report that they are out of COVID-19 test kits. The local health departments and some other local entities get these test kits. Mm -hmm. There's such a demand. They don't last. Right now, they're out. But they do want to remind you about dialing up that federal website now to order COVID tests. You can get up to four per residence. Uh, that is at www.covidtests.com. Gov, and that is a federal yep. website. And I know you've done that, and it worked, I did. didn't it? Well, yeah, except for I haven't got my test yet. But was that a week ago or I more than a week faith. ago? I don't know. James, when was that? Do you uh, remember? It's probably been close to two weeks, two weeks now. Yeah, I would say. Okay. All right. Yeah. So I would expect that they should be arriving soon. Okay. So when I get them, I'll let you know how it all. Oh. How they cut, what it looks like, the package, and all that stuff. Right, and I hope they come with you know very good instructions. So there's some people who probably have never, never, so they, they they haven't heard about, let alone try to self test. That is a thing. It's super bizarre. The self tests don't have instructions with them, okay. like on the box. It's not like something we learned to do at school. No, or at home. So unless you. Um, so, like, I know when I went to the Jackson Library and got a couple of tests, they had a printout, and it's step-by-step, step, very, very good, step-by-step uh, step on how to how to do it. So, you know, those are, um, if not worst case, just YouTube it or Google it or something, and the instructions will come up. Right. It's not hard, but, yeah, there are no instructions on the box. It's really weird. Okay. All right. Really, <laughs> really weird. All right. Well, the Jackson County Health Department also put out a news release since we were on the news uh, last about uh, the new uh, guidance on what to do on quarantining. And this is this yes. is this is a big thing. Uh, and you know, I know they're taking the lead from the High Department of Health and probably beyond them, the CDC. And you know, it's a kind of a moving target type thing. But you know, you shouldn't be too skeptical about that because we keep learning more and situations and things change. And these variants uh, from the from the first wave of the COVID-19 to the Delta to the Omicron, they're all a little different in how they've affected us. But the recent change on the quarantine and isolation instructions reflect the reality that we're going to be able, we're not going to be able to control or end the COVID-19 pandemic. Sure. All right. Okay. They still are saying pushing immunization. That's the thing that is the most important. However, now here's the new guidance. The Jackson County Health Department, and this is coming from the High Department of Health, is no longer asking healthy people to quarantine after exposure anymore. So, Jennifer, if you had COVID-19 and, you know, I was within six feet of you, uh, technically I should quarantine to be sure. That's the sure. old days. That was the old days, right. yes. As long as I'm healthy 
and I haven't had a positive test to show otherwise, I'm okay to okay. continue. I'm to continue to go to work, go to the store, be around people, uh, et cetera, live my life normally without any uh, controls or restrictions. Good. And this is a big thing for large groups, you know, schools and athletic teams it and is. like that. A lot, because, a lot of work environments. Because, you know, you, you, you had a team or maybe even a classroom put out a commission because maybe one or two people had <laughs> COVID-19. That's right. So, you know, this is, this is a, a big thing. Uh, they're also, uh, saying, uh, healthy people, they're asking healthy people to quarantine after they're, they're not asking healthy people to quarantine after exposure anymore. They're asking schools to do the same thing with the students and their staff. The same things goes to businesses and, and employees. They should report to work as long as they aren't feeling sick and they haven't tested positive. That could mean something good for your business as yes. far as not having employees sidelined. Speaking of now, I have to sneeze. Okay. Pete, you're making me have to sneeze. Sorry. Go okay. ahead. Go ahead. Turn your head. And I, I do think it. I got it. Okay. okay. Pickles. Wearing <laughs> wearing a mask is still recommended, particularly after a known exposure. It is up to each individual to make the right decisions to stay home if they're feeling sick. They should wear a mask and they should seek out testing if they are able to after a known exposure to COVID. So wear a mask to be safe. They say. I know there's a lot of opinion always on the mask, but wear a mask to be safe. And if you do feel sick, stay home at least until you get a test to show that okay. it's not COVID-19. Good. All right. Okay. And yeah, that takes the, a lot of pressure off a lot of people. Right. Uh, and a lot of the same direction. Uh, the words were a little bit different, but the Vinton County Health Department put out similar guidance, too. And you can go to uh, the Jackson County Health Department Facebook. You can go to the Vinton County Health Department Facebook and see their complete statements. Those statements also are on our website, the Telegram website, and the Telegram Facebook page as well. Okay. All right. Uh, the Ladle of Love uh, community dinner that they have twice a month out at the uh, Good Shepherd Wesleyan Church. Yes. Our good friend Christina Sexton in body is just an angel making all that happen. She does it with donations, and she has help. But they do a twice-monthly a twice dinner. I think it's the first and third Saturday of every month. Uh, you can come and pick up a dinner. They can do social distancing there in a sit-down situation. And a lot of the dinners they actually deliver. They did that during the COVID-19 mm -hmm. thing because it was the safest thing to do. And so as a result, a lot of, of the uh, Ladle of Love food ministry is delivery. But they have added a new service now, and this is a biggie, a food pantry service. is oh. going to be done in conjunction with the Ladle of Love community dinner. Uh, and it will start this Saturday. That's the next date for a community dinner. And uh, how that works, the meals normally begin at 11.30 a.m. So uh, you can go to the Good Shepherd Wesleyan Church just outside Jackson. It's the same place where CLA is. That helps. And uh, on the first and third Saturday, there will be emergency food packs available from the food pantry. Packages that will be distributed according to an individual's level of cooking skill and appliance availability. So there are different types of food packs available uh, that will suit the, pers the, the person's situation and needs. And you don't have to sign up for this. Uh, it will just be there. I'm not sure about supplies, but uh, the same folks who sit down for a dinner, who get a dinner, can also get these food boxes or these food packs okay. on the first and third Saturday. And uh, our... Uh, editorial assistants, uh, Alex Shope, who's done such a great job for me since we brought him on board last year, 
Uh, he did this story. It was uh, you know, on page two of our Wednesday paper. It's all also posted uh, online and Facebook as well. Uh, but he is going to go out, provided they have the dinner on Saturday, and, and do a story on the back end, the debut of the new food pantry that will be in tandem with the community meal this Saturday. Okay. All right. On Tuesday evening at Oak Hill High School, uh, not only did the Oaks have a basketball game against Wheelersburg, they gave them a good game, but they lost. But there was a sweetheart queen. Oh. Yes. And it is Brooke Howard. Isn't she she beautiful? She's so pretty. She's there with uh, Aiden Atkins, who was her escort. And Brooke was named over some other of her sister seniors to be the queen this year. There were underclassmen attendants as well. And uh, that was her night. And the great thing about Brooke is uh, the next night or the night before uh, she was out on the court in a basketball uh, uniform because <laughs> she plays basketball too. But the other, um, the other attendants that we want to mention uh, on the senior side, uh, we have, uh, in addition to Brooke Howard, we have Ava Lowe's and Madison Johnson. They could have been the queen too. The junior attendants are Harley Barger and Abby Donnelly. Uh, then the uh, sophomores are Emma Davis and Hayden Reif. And the freshmen are Isabella Lunchford and Reagan Atkins. So congratulations yeah. to all those young ladies and especially to Queen Brooke. Very good. All right. One of our natural gems that we have here, and we all know this because we know things here on Main Street We know TV. things. And you and I, not James, we've lived a while. Couple okay, I've lived longer than you. <laughs> but Lake Catherine is our is one of our great gems. Oh. Absolutely. Uh, people outside Jackson County know about Lake Catherine. Yep. And the locals who are in the know know about Lake Catherine. It's off the beaten track. You got to go down a township or county road to get there in Liberty Township. But they're going to have a winter series of winter hikes there this Saturday. Oh. So talk about a oh well timed winter hike. <laughs> Provided that the ice is gone, you yes. know, there will be signs of winter there, obviously. Uh, there's going to be a series of hikes. They're going to be naturalists there, a naturalist or naturalist there. And they're going to, uh, they're going to have hikes between 9 a.m. and 2 p.m. They have three different hiking trails there, if my memory serves me correctly. And if you show up sometime between 9 a.m. and 2 p.m., in a short time, you can get on one of those guided hikes. And not only, you know, if you're a little squeamish about going in the woods, even on a hiking trail, uh, they will guide you and then they will point out things that you probably wouldn't know about. Correct. There um, are so many things out there. On that, some of the scenery, you know, that there, you don't know. There won't be the wild Vegetation. Right. Yeah. You may see some deer or whatever, but uh, there's going to be uh, a lot it, of cool things. It is very much worth the trip. I know that one of the trails is uh, like maybe three miles. Another trail might be a little less than a mile. So, you know, there's just pick the one that might be right for you. And uh, ask around. There will be a lack of bugs because it's winter. That's right. But this, uh, you're to park uh, at Lake Catherine Road in Jackson. That is off the Beaver Pike side, yep. you might say. Uh, just head out of Jackson on State Street, turns into the Beaver Pike. You're going maybe a mile, a little bit more, and there'll be a road to your right. There'll be a mark sign. That is Lake Catherine Road, and that takes you to the parking area there on Lake Catherine Road. You can also hit Lake Catherine Road from the opposite side, but this event and series of hikes, you need to be on the Beaver Pike side okay. to be able to take those uh, hikes. All right. Um, we also want to tell you about an event that's coming up, and I know you're going to learn a whole lot more about it tomorrow, but it's a fundraiser in memory of Bart Wiseman. That's uh, right. The, the famous singer who we lost way too early yes. uh, just, uh, just a couple months ago. Uh, but uh, 
his wife, uh, Megan Wiseman, and I know uh, Bart's family, the, the, the Pelletier family, the Wiseman family, very much uh, behind this. But uh, they are, this, is a, this is a fundraiser to celebrate the Wiseman's Sonic Rhythm Academy fundraiser. And the nub of this is to have an event that will generate and spark interest in music from kids. Yep, and love that. I, and I believe you tell me if I'm wrong. Megan is going to be here tomorrow to talk about that. Yeah, ice willing, yes. Right, we're but, going to figure this all out. James and I right. have already talked about. But as it's scheduled now, plans. it's 12 p.m. Yes. Saturday at the Parks Edge Event Center, and that's at 601 East Main Street uh, in Jackson. It's described as a communal day to not not only celebrate Bart and his music, but also to raise funds for Bart's Sonic Rhythm Academy. The idea is to give children of the community the gift of music. So isn't that cool? What a legacy that would be. Absolutely. What an amazing uh, gift. And you can hear a whole lot more about that tomorrow, That's right. we hope. Yes. And uh, Megan will be here and also our good friend, Ben Davis Jr. And uh, maybe some guests. So. All right. Okay. Uh, another event that's coming up uh, to celebrate the arts uh, the Apple City Players are working on a new play. Oh, of course, cool. it will be at the Marquet Cultural Arts Center, and it's called The Hallelujah Girls. And uh, it's going to be on uh, Friday, February 25th through Sunday, February 27th. I'm guessing that there's going to be three different showings there, three mm -hmm. different performances. And some of the advanced information you can find on the Apple City Players Facebook page. We're going to be providing some uh, preview coverage, but we wanted to let you know about those dates. You can circle them on the calendar. They don't happen very often, you know, three or four times a year, so you kind of need to plan for them. But the Hallelujah Girls, uh, the weekend of performances, February 25 through 27, Friday, Saturday, and Sunday, at the Marquet Cultural Arts Center in downtown Jackson. And there is one of the flyers that uh, Mr. James has thrown up for us. Uh, it looks like it's going to be fun. I'll bet. Uh, the, it just seems so far in the small sample size that we have that the Apple City players, their group prefers comedy. Yes, so, they do. They do a lot of fun things. Right. And... Uh, I uh, enjoy uh, performances. Uh, I wasn't a good enough football player to be an Ironman, but I was on. I was in the plays, and if you ask me to be up up on that stage, remembering lines, it's like trying to catch a touchdown pass with the game on the line. There's some pressure there too. There are. There is definitely because if some you, pressure. If you, if you forget your lines or you foul it all up, everybody knows it. You got it, so. and you get to sing Oklahoma. Um, well, are we going to do that again, Pete? Well, I'll tell you what, let's, <laughs> let's do it. Let's do it when we celebrate statehood day for Oklahoma. Okay. And since we don't know when that is, I'm probably safe. Oh, James, look that up. We'll put that on the calendar. Okay. Well, I can tell you that it became a state in 1907, but I don't know what day. How do you know that? I, it just jumped into my head. <laughs> How does he know that? Uh, all right. Oh, okay. <laughs> There's another there's another event that's not going to happen. That's an uh, I've got bad news. We just missed it. It's November 16th, 1907. All right. So it's a got, long way to so November the 16th. Almost a year now. Why did you not just say it's tomorrow? I mean, it's February 4th. <laughs> Isn't that weird? It is the weirdest thing. It's tomorrow, Pete. Uh, okay. All right. <laughs> Okay. All right, sorry. Uh, we digress. That, 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 that's a, you will hear him sing Oklahoma on this program again okay. someday. Uh, all right, okay. All right, 
The Saints David Day Luncheon. All right. Okay. Now, we know who St. Patrick was, right? Tell us just for the record. Um, St. Patrick was um, a fella in Ireland Mm -hmm. that led the snakes out or Uh, something to that effect. Okay. And we drank a lot to celebrate. And there is a St. Patrick's Day, right? Yes. And we know what date that is. Feb- or March 17th. All right, girl. Good. St. Patrick, the patron saint of Ireland. I yes. think that's correct. And we do celebrate St. Patrick's Day, an excuse to party, of course, on March the 17th. That's and, right. And wear green. All right. But there's a lot more to the story who, other than who, what who, I said. But. Who is the patron saint of Wales? Do we know that? Now, I believe you were a Davis, so you had Ooh, better know this. Yeah. I should know that. James, do you know? St. David. There he is. Okay. Is that it? Help, yeah. If that helps. Oh. St. David. He is the patron saint <laughs> of Wales. I knew that. Okay. All right. Um, we have uh, we have Welsh uh, heritage here in Jackson County, right? A little Including bit, yes. Including the Davis family. That's Davis. right. A nice uh, Davis, Welsh name. Davis, <laughs> Evans, of uh, a, a bunch of All Welsh of them, surnames yes. Yes. throughout Jackson County, for sure, especially you know in the Oak Hill and Jackson areas. Yes. And the Estetifa, that is a Welsh singing event, all right? Correct. Right? You may have um, you may have cursed it in your younger days when you had to get up on that stage. But... Well, I'll tell you what. My good friend Megan and I, who mm-hmm. will be here tomorrow, we're always the ones that loved the Estetifa. We love to sing. Mm-hmm. So, yeah. Okay. All right. Well, good for you. Well, anyway. Not Oklahoma, but. Okay. Well, our good friend Jeannie Jindra, who is the director of the Mad Dog Center for Welsh Studies Correct. at the University of Rio Grande. Uh, she's one of the folks who uh, um, schedule and organize the annual St. David's Day luncheon in Oak Hill. Great. And St. David's Day, this is like St. Patrick's Day, only very few people know it unless you're a Welsh groupie. St. David's Day is March the 1st because they knew that his birthday, they felt his birthday was in early March, and so they called March 1st. St. David's Day. There you go. For years and years, uh, the Welsh organization, the Mad Dog Center, uh, in recent years, has really been involved in this. There also was a group called the Cardigan Welsh Club at one time. I don't know whether it still exists now. It may on paper, at least. But they organized the St. David's Day luncheon, and they had it once a year, usually on the closest Saturday to March the 1st. It was a, a, a noon luncheon catered, very nice, and they had Welsh singing. They tried to have some Welsh speaker there. I've covered a number of them in my time. Well, they were supposed to have one this year uh, on around March 1st. They didn't have a date set yet because they were waiting to see. Because of COVID-19 and the fact that this is a group event and some older people come, they've decided to cancel it for this year. Oh, okay. Very regretfully. They hope that next year it will be back we'll in be 2023. Back. I believe right. they didn't have it last year either because of COVID-19. Mm-hmm. That was in the heart of when we started to get all the cancellations yes. and the closures. So no St. David's Day luncheon this year in Oak Hill, but our Welsh heritage lives on. And um, the Mad Dog Center at the Welsh Studies uh, at Rio Grande, uh, want to give props to Jeannie Gendra and all she does there to promote the Welsh heritage, keeping it alive here. And then, of course, we have the Welsh Heritage American, the Welsh American Heritage Museum in Oak Hill. That's right. That was an old Welsh church back in the day, and it still looks like it. But now it is a museum, and there are Very all cool. sorts of things in there. If you uh, if you ever get a chance to visit there, it's not regularly open because it's not a staff thing. But uh, they try to have it open certain times and announce it 
They try to have it open during the Festival of Flags, for instance, and, and some other times during yeah. better weather. So that is where I'm at. Um, let's go ahead and get to the weather, the official weather. Well, there's one more news story we got to touch on, Pete. Okay. Uh, you got the uh, yesterday's issue of the Telegram right there. Why don't you turn to that back page and give the, uh, the biggest, biggest news story there in the uh, right-hand column. Okay, I think I know what he's talking about. There, uh, we have a family connection here. Oh, the Oak Hill Area Chamber of Commerce meets once a month, and at their first meeting in January, it's a transitional meeting. They elect officers. That's right. Well, there is a new secretary for the Oak Hill Area Chamber of Commerce, and that is none, uh, none other than James Hamilton's mother, Judy Hamilton. That's awesome. So how about that? And uh, cool. her husband and James's dad, Richard, a very uh, loyal member of the chamber as well. They always come to the meeting. So she was a um, she was a very predictable person to be appointed uh, secretary. Sandy Borden, who we know real well, and she's been a very loyal member of the chamber yes. for many years. She's been secretary for many years. Um uh, she is retiring from things. She still works at Hope Haven, but she's backing off some of her community activities because her husband has retired mm -hmm. as the police chief down at the University of Rio Grande. And so uh, they needed a new secretary, and Judy stepped right up. She always comes to all the meetings. Thanks, Mama Judy. Right, retired teacher for the Oak Hill uh, schools, and Richard is retired as well from mm -hmm. the Oak Hill schools. So they spend a lot of their time giving back to uh, the community. Also very good members of United Commercial Travelers as well which is a group that does good things uh, in the county as well. So congratulations to Judy on being the secretary. Yay! And uh, the Oak Hill Area Chamber of Commerce is kind of like, in Jackson, the Rotary Club or um, or one of the service clubs. Because, they do a lot of service Because there stuff. isn't a Rotary or right. a Lions Club in Oak Hill. And so the chamber not only you know looks after the businesses, but they do some community projects and they look to do some things really promoting Oak Hill. They were involved in, in, you know, the welcome sign project. They supported that. You know, they do the pumpkin walk. Uh, they do, yeah. the, they do the uh, yard sale and the Amish showcase there in the, in the spring. Uh, but anyway, uh, Curtis Strickland, who has been the president for some time was reelected as the president. And uh, I believe, um, Let's see. I've got to get the name here. Bruce get Barkhurst the is the vice president. He's look been, at the, the, updated he's been the secretary forever. And the treasurer was not there in the picture uh, that we had uh, to go with the article. But the uh, it's Caleb Brafford is the treasurer. And he is the manager of the West Banco Bank in Oak Hill. And so they give a lot of time to the chamber there. I think the chamber has nearly 100 members. It's a great small town chamber. Yeah. So congratulations to them. Very good. On the weather, Jen, that printout there in front of you is yeah. from this morning. Okay. So I was wondering if, I don't know if it's changed any since then. I was looking at Cincinnati's weather because obviously, you know, Cincinnati, it, it comes our way. Usually works that way. Yeah. Um, so it looks as if, and this is what I kind of was, was reading this morning. So Cincinnati is already getting freezing rain. Um, for some reason, they're saying freezing rain, and, and then it turns to snow this evening in Cincinnati. But they're calling for us to have rain early today, and then freezing rain later, and then snow after that. So this must is either a very, very slow moving storm or something. So, but here is what our weather forecast calls for 
Um, and I, I do believe, so if you're traveling toward Cincinnati, um, you're going to go right into the belly of the beast and, uh, you need to watch that. Um, today our forecast is calling for cloudy skies, of course, rain likely highs around 40 degrees with wind chill values as low as 24 chance of rain today is at 100%. It was pouring on me when I came in this morning. Um, then sometime today, whatever time that may be, the temperatures are going to drop, which means that that rain will turn into sleet and snow. So here's where the, where it gets a little dicey is, you know, are we going to get ice? Are we going to get sleet? Are we going to get snow? Or what did we decide our word is? Um, I don't know. Sleet. You had, you had, you had several versions. <laughs> anyway, um, so should start uh, late afternoon, I would guess, um, and then turn to snow into Friday morning. Right. Well, the latest thing, I just called this up on my phone. I've yes. got 34 degrees now, so we're getting very close to freezing. We are definitely When I woke close. up early this morning uh, around uh, 5.30, it was 43. I was going if to say, you any, 43 you know. is what Jamie told me Right, this exactly. Well, anyway, the latest on my phone is, and it, it keeps changing, and it'll probably change as soon as we go off the air. Stick your, uh, stick your head out the weather it window. changes from rain to freezing rain at 3 o'clock. 3 o'clock, And it's okay. been anywhere from 2 to 4 since I've been looking at it this morning. Currently, it says 3. And then it now it says anywhere from, one, from 90 to 100%. Most of them are 100% all the way through the night uh, of, of this particular date to midnight. At midnight, uh, the temperature will be 27 degrees, and that is when it converts to snow. Okay. I would think it could do that before then because sure. it's going to be below freezing this evening. Just depends on these temperatures and, and what they do, uh, Pete. But the main thing is, um, here's the deal. If we get ice, ice, any amount of ice, the tiniest amount of ice can obviously cause, cause power outages mm -hmm. because I forget what the what they said, but it's like, you know, a quarter of inch of ice is like 800 pounds like hanging on a on a uh, tel or a electric line. Mm -hmm. So it's just who know we don't know exactly, but be prepared for power outages tonight. If you're prepared and nothing happens, cool, who cares? But if you're not prepared, that yeah, can be you, problematic. Yeah, you better have a plan B for being marooned in your house yes. without heat or uh, uh, a plan to go somewhere. And remember, traveling may be very difficult because Correct. you know when we're talking about, it's one thing to try to drive in several inches of snow. We it's can another all do thing, that. It's another thing to be out there in a virtual skating rink. Yes. You know, whether you're walking or you're driving. And, that, and frankly, it'll be more dangerous then. Yes. And people just aren't used to driving, you know, in, in, in those circumstances. Well, I just don't, you know, four wheel drive doesn't really matter when it's an ice rink and, and like, you know, you can't stop either. <laughs> right. Yeah. Well, so. you know, obviously the advice is if you can get home and stay home, you know, by late afternoon, that would be a, that would be a very wise thing. I would think and so. And it's up to you to find the bananas and the milk. That's right. And if you can find bananas and milk, let us know and we'll pass it along. Yeah, but, I, uh, I, we have three left at home and the price <laughs> just went up. <laughs> but no, seriously, just be careful. Check on your friends and neighbors. If uh, you have power and somebody doesn't, maybe offer up... Um, you know, to, for somebody to come over and visit or, you know, whatever. 
uh, let's just be kind to each other right now. Right. Okay. Well, it's good that the Super Bowl is not this Sunday, but the next Sunday. They, they couldn't get Joe Burrow out to Los Angeles with I all these know. flights being canceled. What would we do? I know. So, but uh, okay. So here's the deal weather pending. Um, we'll be here tomorrow. And if not, weather pending, we'll hopefully be able to still have Megan and, and the gang on uh, the show tomorrow. So we're just going to play it by ear, but right. we'll do the best we can right. to and get we, it on. And we do urge you, uh, you know, on our uh, media platforms of the Telegram, uh, Facebook and our website, you know, we're going to share this information, update it regularly and it's free of charge. So Correct. that's one way where we hope that, uh, you know, uh, in one place, you can keep up with what's going on or what's not going on. And the best thing to do is stop looking at the weather on Facebook, okay? Just saying. All right. That's just my advice for the day. So, Unless it's a United States weather, National Weather Service post, maybe. Correct. <laughs> and yeah, even, but even once a couple it starts snowing, disagree. you have to take a picture of the snow and let everybody on Facebook know that you are aware that it's snowing. You are aware that it's snowing. Yeah. Yeah. And... Okay, I've literally seen people drawing graphics. Mm -hmm. Like, you are not a meteorologist. Stop. <laughs> Just saying. <laughs> okay. All right. Well, thank you for the news update, Pete. Much appreciated. And thank you, James. And um, we will do our best to get here tomorrow and uh, be on with Megan and the rest of the gang. And if we have to do it remotely and we can, we'll do that too. So we'll be here if we can. All right. How's that? Very good. All right. We'll see you. Be very, very safe. Be very careful and do check on your friends and neighbors and your loved ones. And we'll see you tomorrow. Bye-bye.